Magnolia Park is back. Voting is less than two weeks away. The summer break from school is over. And the Orange County government enters next steps toward rental property price capping. The date is August 11th, 2022. We're going to go through these stories and more. Welcome to West Orange on the Go. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is where we do local news and comments. And when I say local news, I mean hyper-local. West Orange, this is your news. We begin in 10 seconds. You're listening to West Orange on the Go. Brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go. Orange County celebrated the official opening of the new eco-education center at Magnolia Park on the eastern shore of Lake Apopka earlier this week. The county mayor and District 2 Orange County Commissioner, which covers Apopka and Ocoee, Christine Moore, were on hand for the ribbon-cutting ceremony. The commissioner noted that the renovation project at Magnolia Park started with funding years ago. And now park goers will enjoy a fantastic new pier, brand new bathrooms and eco-education center, and a state-of-the-art playground. Local schools are expected to take trips to the eco-center and to experience the living science lessons about Lake Apopka. Now walkers and cyclists can use the 14.6 mile, now that's 29.2 miles round trip, Lake Apopka Loop Trail, That takes them to the Lake County line. Now, another healthy news, Healthy West Orange is continuing its mission to inspire West Orange County to become the healthiest community in the entire nation. Now, that is with its launch for this new program it's starting, Community Connections. Community Connections will provide an opportunity to educate and connect residents to organizations and resources that can help them eat well, stay active, and enjoy life. Everybody likes to do that. The program's first event will be held on Wednesday, September 14th. Now, if you don't know much about this organization, I want to encourage you to check them out. They do a lot of good things in West Orange. They got a beautiful new building on East Plant Street. Uh, That's right across the street from that 7-Eleven there, you know, right before you get to the 429 And if you want to stay informed with Healthy West Orange and all that they're doing with their new program and other things, you can go to healthywestorange.org slash join. That's healthywestorange.org slash join. Now, all voters, regardless of party affiliation, will decide who will represent them as Florida State District 15 Senator this coming August 23rd, less than two weeks. The race features two Democrats, both incumbent state representatives, Camilla Brown and Geraldine Thompson. Both will appear on that ballot for August 23rd, but it is because there was no Republican opposition. So if you are a Democrat and see this on your ballot, don't be confused. It's not for a primary. This is it, folks. So we will know who the senator is. Well, hopefully on the 23rd, maybe a couple days later, we'll see how that goes. But uh, that is an interesting situation. No person from the Republican side tried for that seat. 
But there are lots of Republicans who are vying for votes in the race for Florida State Representative in District 45. Now, that's a new district. Largely, that was a lot of that area was Geraldine Thompson's uh, old district. But it's with the new districting lines, it's really a uniquely new district. You know, many of these names you might already be familiar with. Carolina, you know, you see the signs. Vina, Vina, you know, it's Vina, by the way. You know, I, I've heard a lot of people say it a little bit weird. You know, they say like Vienna or Vinia. You know, they don't know how to say it, but it's Vina. That's Vina Francois. I have heard the actual way to say it straight from her own mouth. <laughs> so it is Vina Francois and uh, Janet Frivola, Bruno, Zhao, you know, a lot of names you'll be familiar with in that primary. Now, that is for the August 23rd primary. On the Democrat side, for that same seat, it will be Braswell, who is not opposed for the Democrat uh, primary. So we will be at the polls in West Orange County and across Florida in less than two weeks. All right, let's go into the next story. Connecting people is something Jake McKenna has done since he was a teenager. The Ocoee resident said creating a sense of family within the community is one of his main goals in life. Without a solid support system, he believes many people would struggle in their day-to-day lives. Now, McKenna is sharing his passions with the community through his Facebook group, Jake's Small Business Alliance. McKenna has been an administrator for the popular Winter Garden Rants, Raves, and Reviews group, as well as the Claremont Rants, Raves, and Reviews group. Now, he has been doing this for some time, along with his friend, who is the founder, Sean O'Neill, who we have discussed on this program when I got banned from the uh, Winter Garden Rants, Raves, and Reviews. But that's okay. I am back, you know, always doing positive uh, things on there. But anyhow, over the last two years, McKenna, Jake McKenna, said he noticed a divide between business owners and consumers. Quote, Winter Garden especially is a wonderful community. However, a great deal of the residents are somewhat jaded after poor experiences with subpar contractors or people posing as legitimate businesses and losing their money when those people disappear. End quote. You know, this handyman, his name, uh, his branding, Jake of all trades, you may have heard of him. You know, if you try to get him to, to do some work for you, there's a big chance that you won't be able to get him to do it. Why? Because he's so popular. You know, there's a, there's a long waiting list. That's how popular this guy is. I mean, he does great work. Now, this guy is a really nice guy. Him and I, we chat every once in a while and uh, just nice as can be. You know, I, I really recommend that you check out this group, especially if you have a small business here in West Orange County. You know, he's promoting good ethics and business here in West Orange. Uh, that's Jake's Small Business Alliance. And the great Annabelle Sykes has a full story in this week's paper. And now on to some education news. Dr. Michael Armbruster was named OCPS Deputy Superintendent. The former West Orange and Ocoee High principal will work directly under the superintendent, Dr. Maria Vasquez. Now, that's the new superintendent for OCPS. Arm Brewster, who retired in 2020 after a 33-year career with the county, said one of his goals as deputy superintendent 
is to get teachers to want to stay in education. Quote, education has gotten a bad rap in the last few decades. It's been picked and torn apart. And we've just got to create an environment where teachers want to stay there through thick and thin. End quote. Now, many of you know Mr. Armbruster, been a staple of the community in West Orange for a long time, and congratulations to him. And on a similar note, the traffic patterns are changing because school is in session and the summer is over. You know, when I was a youngster, when I was a student, well, this isn't something I'd tell my child, but I was a not a good student. I was actually a pretty terrible student consistently. I didn't like school. I, I didn't want to be there. I struggled with my education. I struggled with my social environment. I was, um, you know, really just kind of dreading it whenever the summer would end. When I was in school, I'd be, you know, listening to my earbuds, Paul Harvey or one of the other talk radio greats. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's different, though, from my child. My daughter, she's eight years old. I just see, I say, I see something so different in her. She is just so excited. She's been so excited the past week uh, leading up to school session starting. Really, she's been giddy with excitement. And, you know, in a way that I haven't seen her really probably ever. Now, not to get me wrong, she's a very happy kid. She has a great life and always in a good mood. But her excitement has been particularly unique lately. And it wasn't always that way for her. I mean, she's only eight, but she's been in school for a few years now. And she used to dread it. And I just chalked that up to, well, so did I. Now, the one thing that's really changed is my wife and I have placed her into Foundation Academy. And when that happened, not only did her grades change, and I know she's young, but it's still real, but her character changed. She started to enjoy it more. I attribute that directly to Foundation Academy and their team. They're a sponsor of this program, and I want you to consider their slogan, Foundation Academy, where character matters. All right, now we're going to jump into the final page here. Now, remember, the final page is my, my last segment where I, you know, maybe I'll talk about an article. Maybe I'll talk about something that's important to me. But it's a subjective program we have here. I give my own comment. You know, I said uh, Paul Harvey earlier. This is news and comment. Now, there was a split on the county commission on Tuesday. It was a vote, 4-3. Four commissioners against three commissioners. And it was on the subject of whether or not the November ballot should have the question of whether or not the Orange County government should place a cap on the rent that property owners are allowed to charge their tenants. You know, most people recognize that there's a lot of pain right now for many folks with this inflation economy, struggles finding affordable housing, struggles keeping rents 
low in our communities. It, it, it doesn't seem that this is a debate about whether or not there is a problem. It really seems that both sides agree. Both sides agree that there's an issue, but the opposition to this rent stabilization ordinance, the people who are saying that this shouldn't be something that is done, well, they're stating that the measures, that they just don't work, that this governmental restriction on rent is among the least effective measures possible. Now, that's what the opposition says, including the mayor of Orange County, who is apt to promoting government intervention. We saw that a lot uh, in recent years. So by no means is this a traditional big government versus small government debate. It's a debate about whether or not this is an effective means to address the issue that both parties agree exists. Or is it a distraction? Or worse still, is it a technique? Is it a technique to get people to the polls in November? Because remember, the vote that the commission did, it didn't put this into effect. It just put it onto the ballot so that the people could vote on it. You know, recall, this is a measure that is going onto the ballot during a very polarizing election season. So that's what the two sides are saying. One side is saying that people are going to bleed to death. Now, that's a quote from one of the commissioners. Also, that commissioner is stating that it's just one blanking year. And that quote was being stated to the landlords from the commissioner, saying that um, it's not really a big impact to the landlords, that they shouldn't be complaining, that it's not going to hurt the landlords. Uh, capping out their ability to decide on rent. If it's not significant enough to affect the landlords, if that's the claim, then why is it significant enough to help the renters? You know, this is further fueling the question of why. Why is it being uh, considered to address this issue? So, Short-term and apparently not very impactful, why on the ballot? You know, an independent study that was paid for by the county found that the rent situation does not qualify for declaring an emergency and that a rent cap alone is among the least effective solutions. Now, this is a measure that hasn't been taken in Florida before. Uh, Places like California and New York, they have these sort of ordinances Uh, But it would be a first in Florida. So should the Orange County government place this restriction on landlords in our communities? Or are there other measures to focus on, such as fueling the way for more affordable housing? Is this a question of property owners abusing their tenants? Or is it a question of supply and demand? And should our efforts be focused there? This has been Austin Arthur with the West Orange Times and Observer. And until next week, have a happy, blessed weekend. West Orange on the Go is brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go.